0: Gentlemen, let's go. let's go. We ain't got no time to waste. Let's go. let's go. You are now listening to Jason Anderson, and you are in, in
1: the zone. The Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. All right, a Wednesday edition of The Zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels, heading up until 2 o'clock. The next four hours, we've got you. A lot of stuff to get into today and talk about. 913-912-4810 is the text line to join us. 913-912-4810 text line to be a part of the show, part of the conversation today we'll talk some nfl football we'll start with some football here in the first hour we'll get into some major league baseball today as well some uh, college basketball on the docket throughout the show mizzou dropping the game to tennessee last night you know the moral victory does it. i feel like uh, you know they had a half loss to ole miss and yeah. then they get a half loss to tennessee so technically they in our minds only have 12 lot they're only zero and 12 in 13 games they don't get a win i'll give them zero eleven 11 and one Oh uh, well, oh twelve and one.
0: Well, no, because we've taken uh, they're only they're only th- right, thirteen. Okay, right now, it was yeah. cut off right there. I was doing that. I bad apologize. No, that's, no, not, that's okay. My fault. That's okay. So yeah, so then the oh twelve spread, and cut one.
1: Off the, uh, yeah, that, that's right. It there are so
0: many things. losses that it's actually hard to fit them all in the little <laughs> box they're in. Uh, I'm willing really, to you know it, now they can. I don't think they can say it's still a winless streak like in uh-huh. soccer. But it's not as bad. You That's got right. two half-moral victories there yep. for one moral tie.
1: Half-moral victories 0-12-1 are the Missouri Tigers <sighs> in our personal record In our personal book.
0: record books, absolutely.
1: For Mizzou. They lose to Tennessee last night, and um, boy, they just... Uh, How oh, late
0: man. into the game was there only three total points scored? I'm checking to get the exact timestamp. Only three total points? What do you mean? It was 2-1 like, later in the game than it should have been. I'm on it. Go ahead and get on that, man.
1: It was sad. The final three that was made by Anthony Robinson? Yeah, that was sad. They can't even lose well enough for me. I'm really sorry. It's not even fun for me to make fun of anymore. The alternate line of uh, Tennessee minus five and a half was just fine when Mizzou was down eight with Mm. 1.5 seconds left. And Anthony Robinson... Chucks up a three at the buzzer and hits it, and they lose by five. I'm like, really? You can't even lose correctly for Man. me, Mizzou. You can't. Even, that's it, a little bit
0: on you for betting on Missouri basketball. I bet on Tennessee minus five and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, ten, uh, Tennessee minus five oh, and a half. Oh, that's the. Oh, I'm so sorry. I took the alternate line. Oh no, that's the worst it could have been. <laughs> like, how could you took was, the alternate line against Missouri yeah. and they still beat you? Oh like, Lord that was, Almighty. that was money in the bank. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're
1: up like twelve with you know a minute thirty to go. <sighs> missing free throws Missouri starts scoring just to make it a five point loss like whatever
0: have you considered just being a conscientious conscientious objector to the rest of the Mizzou basketball season it might be better for your health I was fine last night it just would have been more fine
1: with that if <laughs> he did not make that shot or have a foot on the line, let's go back and review it. I think he might have had a foot on the line. 913, 912, 4810 is the text line to join us. 913, 912, 4810. Even when they lose, they can't do it good enough. I mean, just lose by six. I don't care. Lose by six. Make it a two point shot. Cool. Anthony Robinson, nice job. But with only three points in the game, I think that's all he had was that shot. There's uh, plenty of them along the way. They When the game was still in doubt, they missed plenty of. They were chucking up plenty of threes and missing them. They played well. I mean, we can get into that and talk about it. They They played well. And uh, did about as much as they could against the top 10 team in Tennessee. And a really tough physical team in Tennessee. And Mizzou has their struggles in defensive rebounding. And they, as much as you could ask, held their own. And Dalton Connect, who is brilliant, they held him in check for a good portion of that game. But when somebody's that good, he's going to start making shots.
0: And he did. And that happens. Missouri was up by one about five minutes into the game. It was one nothing. Yeah, that was the sad marker. Was it was two one with fourteen fifty left in the first half. That that felt like it was. I was shocked to see how many points ended up being scored in this game. My son and I were outside playing basketball. And we lost
1: track of time. We we're going to go in and watch the game at <laughs> six o'clock, and we got in at six eighteen. And I'm like, well, let's go. Uh, you know, the Ooh. bath and everything. It's uh, we're a little sweaty. Let's go get that done. I was like, I'll, I'll turn on the Missouri game, and you can watch it. Um, and so I'm. Um, Like at 618, my son was like, I wonder how much they're losing by. Probably a lot. (laughs) He's like, "Um, Alexa, what's the score of the Missouri game? By the way, everybody that's listening right now, they'll tell you right now. Uh, What's the score of the Missouri game? And she was like, 4-2. And I'm like, she must be behind. It's behind. It has to be behind. I was like, I thought it was a 6 o'clock start. Did they start at like 6-12 or something, 6-13? It was 4-2 at the 12-minute
0: mark. I turned it on, it was 4-2, I'm like, oh. It's like watching Virginia basketball. Heck yeah.
1: Well, watching Virginia basketball um, the other night against Virginia Tech, you wouldn't know that since Virginia Tech was uh, scoring all over the place. It's like watching Virginia basketball offense, sorry. Typically, yeah, yeah. that's right, because they did score about 40 points in that game. Um, we'll, uh, we'll talk some college basketball, certainly. We will talk with uh, Sam Munson coming up at 11 o'clock. Pro football focus. Get his thoughts on the uh, Chiefs heading into the offseason. Chris Jones, LeJaria Need, uh, the draft combine coming up next week. There's a big offseason for the Chiefs. Turns out it's another big offseason for the Chiefs. They've had a lot of them. Uh, every year in the NFL is a big offseason. You're making decisions on free agents. You're making decisions on draft picks. You're making decisions on franchise tags and things like that. Figuring out who's going to be on your team, who you retain, who you go out and sign long term. Uh, who you can bring back on a shorter-term contract, who you are investing in, who you're walking away from, and drafting to try to keep that cycle continuing because the Chiefs killed the 2022 draft. They have to keep doing that in order to be able to put a full 53 out there and not have the number 1 guy amazing and then 2 through 53 be, eh, they're all right, but you know what, Number 15 will save them. He didn't exactly have to save him this year because the defense was that good. But if the defense wasn't stellar, if they didn't kill the 2022 draft the way that they did, and then also have LeJarrius Sneed as a fourth-rounder, if they didn't do some of those things, then we wouldn't be talking about the fact that this Chiefs team is going for a three-peat. But those are the decisions that have to be made, and they're made by every single team across the league. The Bengals are deciding if they are going to uh, uh, franchise tag T. Higgins which that looks like it's going to be the case. Michael Pittman with the Colts. Mike Evans, you know, free agent. There's wide receivers that are going to be out there. Uh, they're defensive linemen. Uh, Justin Matabuke is going to be a free agent, it looks like. I mean, there's there's a lot of players out there and names out there. And the Chiefs have some of their own. Pro Football Focus's top 200 uh, free agents. The Chiefs have five players. Chris Jones, LeJaria Sneed, uh, Drew Tranquil, Donovan Smith, Willie Gay. Mike Edwards, they have six. They have six players, and that's in like the top 140. But two of the top ten. Chris Jones, number one. LeJarius Need, number uh, ten. And the number two cornerback behind Jalen Johnson uh, for the Bears, number nine, uh, overall pro football focus free agent. And with PFF, they put what their projected salaries are, which I think are, it's a nice jumping off point. Doesn't mean that that's what they are going to get. They could get more, they can get less. There's some. There's plenty of times when we've looked at defensive ends, I think a few years ago, and we were trying to figure out who the Chiefs would got gotten signed, and they ended up bringing in Melvin Ingram. Uh, so that was before the 2021 season. Uh, so they bring in Melvin Ingram, but we were looking at uh, different free agents compared to the pro football-focused market value. And I think if you took the average of all of them, it'd be right around what they all were Averaging, some were more, some were less, but sort of if you take 10 players and say this is the market value that they put for all 10 players, it might have averaged out around what they had. Some seem cheaper, some uh, seem more expensive, but uh, it's at least a a reference point. It's a resource to to look at and and view. And so we'll talk with Sam Munson about some of those things and uh, some others in the NFL. We will talk with Jack Johnson at noon today from surprise – noon, right? We're going to talk to Jack at noon.
0: Actually, Jason, we're going to talk to Sam Monson at noon, which I have reviewed some receipts. I'm not even sure when I decided that we were going to talk to both Jack and Sam at noon, but it had been Sam at noon the entire time until I was like, what if we talk to Jack at noon? Okay. So Sam at noon is the schedule. That's where he's supposed to be. Great. We we have um, flexed in and out a little bit on Jack. We're going to find a Jack Johnson time. We're going to find time to get Jack okay, great. in the zone.
1: We're gonna get Jack in. Can't
0: can't Thank cut goodness. that, Dylan. Can't cut that one. Thank goodness. Long
1: pauses. So we'll talk with Jack at some point, and we will talk with Sam at noon. We'll be surprised when we
0: talk to Jack. We will talk to Sam at noon. Dylan, what time are you calling Sam? Sam, noon. No. Jack, TBD. Building the plane in the air, folks.
1: Okay. Sports radio. Moving nothing like it. Around. moving something.
0: A, a, an hour
1: from now, we may or may not be talking to somebody, but we'll be talking to you. I promise you that.
0: We'll be talking to you and Sam Monson. At noon, great for sure.
1: Mick Schaefer, one o'clock. KSHB forty one. God, I Director, hope so. Presented by Empower Payments. I, I mean, I don't, but whatever. We'll <laughs> find out. Why don't we talk to Mick at eleven? I think you do that. Jack at two fifteen. Deal. And Sam Munson right now. I think he's available. I want you to call. I want you to call Jack right now. I Sam want to talk to you doing a podcast right now. Get Jack on. Call Jack just to say hi. We're gonna Jack in. Call Jack right now and say hey. We're
0: just saying hi. Surprise. We're checking in, Jack. We will do four hours of totally, totally passable radio today. With guests appearing at various times and places. And at 1.56 when we sign off, we promise tomorrow we're going to try to be 1% less bad. I think tomorrow's going to be a great show. It'll be 1% less bad than today. Is that a shot at Dylan? Because Kyle will be running the show tomorrow. Sorry, Dylan. You're the 1% today.
1: You're a one. About to, you're a one percenter. You it. are a one percenter to <laughs> us. You, you and Anthony Rendon, one percenter, <laughs> and both of you hate your job.
0: It's my one of three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is Dylan? Is, is this job a priority? Is this a job a top priority to you? Is this a top priority to you? Yeah, it's we, not Rick Patino level, you know,
0: it's it's good. it's a it's, it's a lot above it's, that. It's
1: a, so yes. it's a so it's a so it's a, a priority to you. Do you want to be here? Yes. yes. Even one okay, so you it's at least y- the sur- the surroundings okay. the, the
0: cast is so gonna have to get out it out. I get it. So you really at least
1: answered the question, unlike yeah. Anthony Rendon who did not answer Do you want to be here? I already answered that question. Technically, you have, which I do love that we'll hear from uh, that clip. We'll hear uh, spoiled Brad Anthony Rendon uh, coming up um, in the show as well. But that's how the show lines up, if you even got all of that. (laughs) There's some
0: substitutions we're going to have to, you know. does not matter. Somebody's going to left field at some point. Question. Hit me.
1: The answer to this is yes. I know it's yes. Yes. But the question then becomes how much or how. So the question... The answer is yes to is Chris Jones and Lajarius Sneed, are they both possible to be on the Chiefs next year? The answer is obviously yes. Mm-hmm. It is possible that they are. Likely and how much of a possibility would be the next questions because they've got one franchise tag to use. There are people that think they're going to uh, – uh, Adam Teicher said that they're going to use a franchise tag. Todd Lebo, they're going to use a franchise tag. Um, I believe that's what he said yesterday. I have to go back and look at the factor. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I was writing down different things. But um, even if it's not Todd, Adam Teicher, other people around the NFL, the Chiefs will use a franchise tag, not on Chris Jones, mm-hmm. because it's going to be $32, $33 million. If it's LeJarius Need, less than $19 million. Again, annual average value, he would be the sixth highest paid cornerback. Chris Jones at $33 million would be more than Aaron Donald? So, you know, you look at um, the difference between the two, which is easier to live with, a 27-year-old who is playing at the top of his game and is one of the best in the NFL, being paid the sixth highest at his position, or someone who is 30 years old and would be paid the highest Mm -hmm. in his, uh, and even if he's not the highest, it's damn near close to Aaron Donald, and I love Chris Jones, but he's not Aaron Donald. He doesn't do the same things that Aaron Donald does. He doesn't have the tackles that Aaron Donald has. He doesn't have some of those other things that Aaron Donald has. Okay, But he's dominant. I love Chris Jones. I'd love for him to be on the Chiefs. If he wasn't on the Chiefs the last two years, I don't think we'd be talking about going for a three-peat for the Chiefs. Maybe we would. I they don't clear- think we would be. They clearly were able to do it without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But as we've talked about before, losing Tyreek Hill, you still had number 15 and number 87. Losing Chris Jones, you would still have
0: Spags 38, and Trent McDuffie, and, and number maybe thirty-eight. 38 yeah. number,
1: Spags thirty-eight, twenty-two.
0: Yep. Different math,
1: much different math because there are different numbers and they add up yeah, differently. Add up different. uh, mainly, but it's possible. Obviously, is it possible to do that while still being able to field a full team to say? This is not a sacrifice the next five years, so you can 3 the I don't think the run-it-back in 2020 killed their opportunity to go and win Super Bowls over the next few years. Obviously. Because they should have gone to a Super Bowl in 21. They didn't. They had a terrible second half against the Bengals. And all they've done is win back-to-back Super Bowls since then. So if you say, are you sacrificing the next five years of football to try to run it back in 2020, is that worth it? Well, I wouldn't say it's worth it. But they tried to be back-to-back champions. They didn't win. But they also didn't sacrifice the next five years because all they did since then was lose in overtime in the AFC Championship game and win two more Super Bowls. They have more Super Bowls since the run-it-back tour in the next three years than they did before. So... Simply looking at it and saying, if you keep the band together, you're screwing the next five or six years, I I, I don't think is reality. I don't think is honest that that assessment of, you know, you're screwing over the next five, six, seven years if you do that, because there's a lot of other things that have to happen. Now, if you do not draft well and you then sign Chris Jones and Legereus need to big contracts, yes, then you are setting yourself back. But if you don't sign Chris Jones and Legereus Need to big contracts and you don't draft well, then you're doubly screwed. So signing Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed does give you at least a little bit of leeway that if you were to miss on draft picks, you still have two players at the high-end level. But missing on draft picks would then affect the future. Signing Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed and not drafting well gives you a better chance of winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years than letting those guys walk and not drafting well. Drafting well has to be imperative. They've been doing that. But that's secondary to what we're talking about with this. If you draft well and if you keep doing the things you've been doing, Josh, it gives you the luxury of walking away from Chris Jones and Legarius Need, and then supplementing here and there and filling in different spots and making your overall roster a little more... Balanced, Like we talked about with Tyreek Hill. Pay $30 million to Tyreek Hill or look at all the different pieces they added on the defense. Turns out they won a couple of Super Bowls since then. Do you do the same thing with Chris Jones and Legarius Snead? Well, here's the thing. Letting those guys walk, you're probably not getting the draft picks you got for Tyreek Hill. So now are you able to disperse that money? Because you're saying, well, can we afford it with one Chris Jones? Okay. You can't afford it with one Chris Jones. So are you just not spending that money? Or are you saying we want three or four guys for the price of a Chris Jones?
0: Or you going to use Chris Jones's money to go get Mike Evans? Or, what is that Nick Bolton Mike, extension going to look like? Mike, Probably coming.
1: Mike Evans and Tyron Smith on offense or sure. Chris Jones on defense. And, I mean, and, that, that's the balancing act. That's that's the conversation that obviously they're having at one arrowhead drive and everybody's having across the the league and certainly across the city.
0: You're, you're moving the weights on either side of the scale to figure out what the budgeting of all of it can be. and. The thing that – and it's funny, I mean, Chris Jones is the the number one ranked free agent on the PFF uh, free agent rankings and everything, which makes sense. But even without having seen that yesterday, I was thinking about if you just – I think I was talking to Sterling about this last night. Who? If you – doesn't matter. Okay. If you just say, hey, the Chiefs could add, frankly, maybe any player in the NFL who is is in any way available. You can make some fun arguments for I'd love to see Justin Jefferson or whatever. But I would not have to – Stretch very far to say on a one one or two year little window to say I, I think the player that I would add would be Chris Jones <laughs> like that, that at this point see, yeah. it is it is like very the,
1: like the if uh, if the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin who's the best coach available
0: Mike right Tomlin. it's Mike Tomlin absolutely <laughs> if the Chiefs let Chris yeah. Jones walk right now I think the best fit for their defense and a guy who could absolutely make them a Super Bowl caliber defense again would be. Carolina Panthers defensive tackle Chris Jones. I don't want that. I don't think it'll be the Panthers. Sure. I don't want that reality. I thought you were going to say Brian Burns. I, will, I <laughs> would take Brian, Panthers, Bu- I Brian I would take Burns. Burns if we're talking about him. If he ends up getting out of there, that's fine. You just happen to I'm name interested. another top five free agent. Yeah, no, team. In, I'll, in the I, guess I'll, I guess I'll take him if that ends up being a, an option. <laughs> but he is so impactful to this defense. And I love the Sneed. And I mm-hmm. think the steps he has made have been even exceeding the teachers he has around him and the, the the scouting eye of the guys who found him and brought him into this circumstance. LeJarrius Sneed is overachieved and overachieved and overachieved. But Traverius Ward overachieved. Then Trent McDuffie, more, higher pedigree, but he overachieved because he's just elite right now already. Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson overachieved. Sound like Naze Johnson was overachieving during training camp. Shamari Connor is overachieving. Uh, you know, hybrid role. We'll see how they end up mm-hmm. using him as they get another year of, of the system under his belt. But I look at that position group, and I do think it. I, this might even be like an easy take at this point. But it seems like pr- like being able to bring in your projects and mold them into excellent players. Matt Derrick said we can. We got to ask him about this on Friday. Matt Derrick said on forty one is the mic with Nick Jacobs. He said if you gave Dave Merritt a golden retriever, he'd make him Air Bud, and he could play corner in the NFL. It's the That's greatest. That's a rough take. It's the greatest. Thank you, parking up the wrong tree. It's the greatest line in the history of scouting and uh, roster building. If you gave Dave Merritt a golden retriever, you could probably make it work. Jerry Sneed's got, you know, human hands and human feet and is incredibly good at jamming you at the line. He's very physical. Opposable thumbs. Opposable thumbs really help. Yep. But he does have that dog in him, so again, lots of options. I just, I at this point have had to recalibrate again after going through so many stages of grief last offseason season that Chris Jones has to be the first thing you solve, and then if you can make it work with Snead as well, you can, you can tag Sneed and figure it out. Maybe you eventually can move him mm-hmm. off that tag. Maybe you tag him and, and get the long-term deal done. But I'm—and maybe I, maybe I have that, like, Schefter-McAfee clip stuck in my head from a couple of weeks ago. But I don't—if there is any feeling whatsoever that Chris Jones isn't going to get the deal anywhere that he really, really wants— he should take the deal that he's okay with in Kansas City, and the Chiefs should continue to offer that to him, even though I know some some egos got bruised and some people got frustrated last offseason. There's no doubt about that.
1: So I put some numbers together. We'll see if those are palatable. We'll do that on the other side of the break. 913-912-4810, text coming in on uh, at least some names, and I think it's an interesting text to look at, just as, you know, hey, if you don't sign this, here are some other guys you may be able to sign, and I get it, understandable. Uh, and, and approaching it different... Um, Uh, different uh, levels of that. We'll we'll do that on the other side of the break. 913-912-4810 is the text line. More zone right after this. Right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB on this Wednesday edition. So we're going to have Jack on at 11?
0: Jack on at 11.
1: Okay. Surprise! By the way, it's beautiful weather here. Not just in Surprise, Arizona. It's beautiful weather here. Yeah. I've got this jacket on. It's jacket off weather. Yeah. I think. So down in Arizona and here as well. So you don't even need to wear the jacket around town uh, as the day goes on. It's going to be like 70 degrees, man. Has this shorts been- today. Has this been work? the – the, uh, the I, I wore shorts or to, to go pick up the kids yesterday. I'm like, yeah, what like, am I doing here? Yeah. You know? The... You had,
0: had tearaway pants on over your basketball yeah. shorts. You just... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. I'm going in, coach. Put me in. All right. That's right. I fouled out earlier. <laughs> Never mind. Just come over here.
0: You guys need water?
1: Water, anybody? Great. This is fresh water. I just mixed it uh, with some uh, Gatorade get powder. Some
0: powder Put a little extra in there. It's yeah. spicy.
1: Some uh, some brown water for you. <laughs> this <laughs> game's going to get fun order is going to be great. All right, 913, 912 4810 is the uh, text line. Um text says that um no on Evans says that they walk on Jones, they can sign Snead, Tranquil and Ridley for that money. I don't know that they could sign Snead and Ridley for the Jones money. Because Snead no. and if you're uh, again, this is going off of a resource of Pro Football Focus may not be what is reality. But both Ridley and Legarius Need have almost identical market value contracts. Um, Calvin Ridley has three years, thirty million dollars guaranteed, seventeen million dollars per year, yeah, okay. and Legarius Need. Uh, his contract is listed as three years, seventeen point five, with thirty five million guaranteed. It's
0: I can see almost like Evans getting like a short term, like twenty five, like a two for fifty oh, kind of thing. Even,
1: I need to find Mike Evans to see what they have uh, him listed as. I think
0: you know what I think the Athletic Football Show said two for fifty for Mike Evans. Two in for fifty, very, very casual. But yes, in terms of like a, a short term, that's probably like a void years kind of deal. Um, yeah. I'm not logged in here. Evans is thirteen on the PFF rankings. He's thirteen. Thirteenth oh. on the ranking. Well, then
1: I just went right past him. So yeah. my Right apologies. behind Neil Hunter, which also my, uh, interesting.
0: Oh, apologies.
1: Uh, so
0: many of these guys are going to get tagged that this list is going to. Yeah. This list is going to. Evans is not
1: expected to get tagged, though, right?
0: uh probably not. Yeah. So bu- Evans is, is listed here. as uh,
1: three years, sixty-nine million dollars, twenty-three million dollars a year, fifty-two <laughs> and a half million dollars guaranteed.
0: Yeah. So three three years at twenty-three. Or if you are going to try to do a shorter term thing, and
1: he's uh, he, and he turns thirty-one this this year.
0: Calvin Ridley turns 30 this year, sneaky old.
1: That's crazy, man. I mean, LeJarius Sneed just turned 27. No. So it's not like he's, well, he's going to be 28 this year. No. no. Literally, this calendar year, he's already 27. He'll be playing in the Super Bowl next year when he turns 28, because his birthday's like late January. So he is 27 years old in his prime. And what has been keeping me from getting on the Evans train we getting excited about Mike Evans is the fact that usually when there's a three in front of the name, the Chiefs are, are, are in front of the age. The Chiefs are not signing that person, yep. especially to a big free agent contract. There's a reason why we look at some teams that oh, this team gets injured all the time. Oh, this team is always injured. Oh, that team has so many different injuries. Well, who are the free agents? They're signing. How old are they? The money they're giving to their players. How old the Chiefs defense was the youngest defense in the NFL. Because they're not going out and signing Von Miller. Right. Well, Von Miller was injured, and Von Miller hasn't been the same Von Miller. He's 52. He's Satchel Page.
0: <laughs> that's a defensive end. What would it do to your brain if I told you that Chris Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Amari Cooper were all 29 years old? See, that's the thing about Chris
1: Jones. Is he, I mean, he will have a three of his uh, first age, first number of his age mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. But he's not 32 or 33 years old.
0: And he's a defensive tackle. Yeah.
1: So here are the numbers that I um, that I put together just to see if they're palatable. And this is so surface level. I get it. I totally understand it. Okay? There's so much more in-depth that goes into these cap numbers. But I looked at the Jalen Ramsey contract. Mm-hmm. And the reason I looked at Jalen Ramsey's contract is the highest paid cornerbacks in the league signed their free agent deals at age 24 or 25. So the the Marlon Humphreys of the world, those guys, the highest paid, 24 years old. You know, first-round draft pick, here's your long-term deal before your fifth year, before your fourth year in the NFL. Here's your big contract. You're 23, 24 years old, 25 years old. Those guys signed their big deals at that age. Jalen Ramsey being around the age of, I think he was 28 when he signed his deal. Jalen Ramsey was. And Snead is 27. So it's closer to Jalen. And it's Jalen freaking Ramsey. Right. He signed for three years, thirty-five million dollars guaranteed. Jalen Ramsey did. Man, Jalen Ramsey, three years, thirty-five million dollars. The cap
0: has gone up, huh? That's nuts.
1: And that was just the what last year twenty or twenty twenty two, the off season of twenty twenty two. So three years, thirty-five million dollars guaranteed. That was his.
0: That was his contract. Last offseason? his most recent contract okay, so that Jalen Ramsey his age, signed. Twenty 24- four. That I, I don't know. Okay, I'd have to look I, up sorry, missed, for him specifically. I, I, I was just looking at up there.
1: the most recent contract, the, the highest know. paid players right now at the cornerback position.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and their contract breakdowns. Um, so
0: Ramsey signed that at age 29? Ramsey signed 28? his contract
1: before last year at age 28.
0: Okay. He was So the 2023
1: gotcha. free agency season. So before this year, he was 28 years old, and he signed his deal three years, $55 million, 35.5 guaranteed, which is. Almost exactly what Pro Football Focus has the um, the the market value for Legereus Need. That
0: just doesn't scare me, man. I don't
1: know the highest paid cornerbacks in terms of uh, uh, value. Denzel Ward signed when he was twenty four. Marlon Humphrey signed when he was twenty four. J.C. Jackson signed at twenty six years old as a total free agent, not as an extension or a re-sign. As a total free agent, that was a disaster.
0: That no one should scare you. Yeah.
1: Tre'Davious White was twenty five years old. Xavier and Howard was 28, but Lajarius needs going to be viewed as better than Xavier and Howard,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then Jalen Ramsey was 28. I think it's going to be closer to Jalen Ramsey. So, is it palatable if we look at Jalen Ramsey's contract and say a three-year deal that's really a two-year deal? You could keep him for a third year, but the cap number would be 10 million dollars in 24, 20 million dollars in 25. And then $27 million in 26 with a $5 million dead cap hit. So you could then either restructure or move on, take a $5 million cap hit, and Legarius Sneed would be a free agent at age 29 still. Yep. Would that be okay with him to then make $35 million in the next two years? Because if it's $35 million guaranteed, you have to pay that money in cash in the first two years. Legarius, are you good with the next two years making $35 million? You might be here three or four years from now. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But if not, you're going to be 29 years old. You're not even going to be 30 yet. You're still going to be 29 as a free agent there. Is it palatable for the Chiefs to have $10 million on the books for Snead this year, twenty on the books in 25, and then a $5 million dead cap hit in 26? And oh, by the way, 2026 cap is expected to be $300 million. If you're wondering what that's uh, comparable to, this year's cap was twenty uh, 225 That's crazy. In 2026, is expected to be $75 million more than what the Chiefs just worked with. Now, Chris Jones is a lot more money.
0: Yeah.
1: Because if you look at what his would be, if you're trying to slowly escalate that, his would be a four-year deal with three years, kind of a regular three-year deal. If you're looking at pro—this is just reference numbers, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking at pro football focus, it would be roughly— Fifteen million dollars this year for Chris Jones' cap hit, twenty-five million dollars in 2025, thirty million dollars in 2026, and then 35 in 2027. But a ten million dollar dead cap hit, and 2027 the cap is expected to be about 330 million dollars, which would be roughly 100 million more than it is right now. Um, and that ten million dollar dead cap hit. Now you would get him age 30, 31, and 32. But you are paying more money than you are paying for Le'Jarius Sneed. Yep. You are also getting what the Chiefs view as a more impactful player. They look at defensive line. It's obvious they are Spagnuolo is more defensive line and pressuring. He can do that with blitzes in different ways, but it's more pressuring and then the coverage. Not coverage creating sacks. It's sacks creating coverage is what. That's why he blitzes all the time. He doesn't sit back and bring three or four and and drop eight or seven to say, oh, we're going to cover for six or seven. No, we're going to speed you up because that's going to make you turn the ball over. That's going to give us the best chance of stopping you is getting after you and sacking the quarterback, pressuring the quarterback. So we're going to build front to back. So they would be more likely to spend it on Chris Jones, I believe. But it is much more palatable and easier to fit in if you're talking about Legarius Sneed. Those numbers would be, if you're just looking at, it'd be $25 million for the both of them this year. Chris Jones played for $29 million, Yeah. Cap hit. Yeah. Just so you're, just so you're uh, for comparative uh, sake. It would be $45 million in 2025.
0: Uh, still a good, for the, for I, think I think that's good value for those yeah. two players.
1: So it's $22.5 $2. million dollars totally apiece acceptable. for one of the top cornerbacks and one of the top defensive tackles in the league. And in 2026, you'd be looking at about $35 million in Chris Jones and then a dead cap hit for Le'Jarius Sneed. Or you'd be looking at, like, you know, $60 million for the both of them. But or I don't, at I don't the time you extend
0: Sneed if you want to right. do that at that point. Maybe you're talking about McDuffie but, and all a McDuffie extension. But the
1: reason the players. Sneed one makes sense to me is if you do that and your three-year deal is kind of a two-year deal, which is what Jalen Ramsey's is. Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey has one more year with the Dolphins and then they can walk with a $5 million dead cap hit. Is that... If you have Snead at 27- and 28-year-old season the next two years, he then walks and you transfer that money to McDuffie, who would be going into his fifth-year option season as a first-rounder, but you could sign him before that year, and that money that you were paying Sneed moves over to McDuffie, and it gives you two more years to find somebody to go and work opposite McDuffie.
0: And it and it also just gives you these these years to develop who that is. I mean, yeah. that that growth. The thing for develop me that keeps, or
1: find whatever it might be. You know, the,
0: the thing that keeps bringing me back to Chris Jones is the state of those position groups. Agreed. The defensive yeah. line right now Absolutely. is thin, and you've you've pointed out that's a, that's something that Spags is not going to want to live with a thin defensive line. Charles Minnaugh getting hurt in the AFC Championship game is brutal. He's going to start the season on the pup list. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, not no one's it's not, it's going to happen. I'm predicting that it's just the path of it. He's not going to play Week One. Definitely okay.
1: not. I, I would be floored if he's cool. out there against the Houston Texans week one. It'd be an Adrian Peterson plus, I think. That's, that's my hey, guess. Hey, Houston, I like that. That's my, I like my guess. that, Houston like Texans. that game. Uh, but it's very Detroit Lions feel.
0: It, but you got Stroud, though. You got exactly. a young up-and-comer. Detroit was the new the up-and-coming AFC. team. Mm-hmm. Kind of fun.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not the obvious ones you think of. I like that. I think it's the Texans. But we'll see.
0: I I keep going back to Jones because I, I know that there is there is a way to cover up the loss of Legarius Sneed. But I am completely open to that path of these three years for Jones, these two basically guaranteed for Sneed, and then some flexibility, a chance for him to hit free agency still pre-30. That that makes a ton of sense to me. And I think you were right in the first segment to note that like keeping your stars does not mean that you're going to age with those stars. They let, they let Tyron Matthew walk, and that was good. They moved on from Anthony Hitchens, and that was obviously good. There are decisions like that that are tough, that are like right on the the knife's edge there. But I didn't see anything from Chris Jones that makes me think that next year's his fall off.
1: That and that that to me is the biggest point is they moved on from Tyron Matthew because you saw it was over. Started to see it. It was done. Like Tyron Matthew was not the honey badger anymore. He was more the
0: agave hamster. God, there it is. I think I, I think I called <laughs> I him out. <laughs> set
1: it up for you right there. I was hoping somebody would knock it out. Thinking maybe the syrup hamster or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but I liked
0: it, the agave. Yeah, hamster. I may have called Justin Reed that at one point, and it's like kind <laughs> of endearment. I don't know. I can't remember. I get it. Someone <laughs> should embrace the nickname. Agave. I'll be the. I need to be like the <laughs> stevia shrimp or something. I can't have all that sugar. Stevia
1: shrimp. I'm the, I'm the sweet and low. Sick. No, man, you you got it with the uh agave agave hamster. Agave hamster is as good as it gets. You nailed it right there. Uh, all right, we will uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll continue rolling uh, more zone right after this. Hi, we continue right here on Sports Radio in WHB. 913-912-4810. Chargers and Harbaugh week one. Could be. Could be. Texas, says, I remember Josh mentioning that uh, Mick would just sit in the hallway between uh, midday and AES. Is he already out there waiting for the opportunity to be called up earlier to the 11 a.m. hour? I don't know. Somebody check. <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> in the bullpen he's getting we're, we're waving the towel
1: he's right there yeah that's uh just pointing out you it's a uh, the, the righty the righty walking out there the, the, we need the righty right there mick is he right-handed left-handed i'm not sure Um uh, i'm not uh, sure though um 913-912-4810 um, text says nobody is giving their old asses that kind of money i think he's talking about chris jones maybe i don't know I'm not sure.
0: I'm ready to give Chris Jones' old ass a lot of money. I'll Tech say
1: says, it. "If you told me Veech found the next Air Bud, I'd take it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Be south of the uh, south of Mason Dixon line. Uh, Lengthy, lanky golden retriever.
1: Tech says, uh, "Here's a wild one. What about Kyle Pitts? Oh, don't you dare me with a party! Don't <sighs> you, it. don't you dare me to go to a party? <laughs> what about Kyle Pitts?"
0: The only unfortunate thing is we're at the point of the chief's dynasty where no one is going to throw us any life rafts. They're going to throw us oh. cinder blocks if we're drowning in the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, right. That's a good
1: point. Just splashing. I can't swim. Oh, you can't? Oh, oh no. Right. Maybe somebody else can oh, come by. Here's me calling for help.
0: Help. 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 The chief's are drowning. Oh, no. What's what's going on?
1: Oh, I thought Paul Mahomes could save everybody. Oh, it turns out he's only swimming three feet. Excuse me, three yards. It's only three-yard swims. For he, doesn't, he doesn't he look to, very athletic when he swims. He used to swim 20 yards when he first got it to the league when he had Tyreek Hill as his life raft. Now he's only swimming three yards. Oh.
0: You touched on it yesterday with Adam. That was just the wildest stat I've seen hit Twitter in a long time. Where The top of the list was like, Tyrod Taylor and Kenny Pickett and the bottom of the list was mo- There's no correlation anywhere <laughs> I mean, just, in there of anything. It's just amazing. Like, people ignoring that. It's like, well, guys, what... Like, where do you want to be on this list exactly? There, the middle had some good quarterbacks in a row and also Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. I don't... We are we are genuinely making things up now to try to criticize Mahomes. If you're a bad quarterback in the NFL, just throw it deep. I mean, yeah. just throw 80 yard passes the entire career, and you'll be on the you'll be very high up on the stat list. Will somewhere. Levis up there, baby? You
1: know who I'd rather have out of all of the quarterbacks in the NFL? Who I'd rather have between the two quarterbacks? If you gave me the quarterbacks in the game in the Super Bowl, yeah, who would I rather have based on depth of touchdowns? Jawan Jennings, he averaged 21 yards per touchdown pass great in the Super Bowl. Point. I'll take Jawan Jennings. The guy Thank throws you. 21 yard touchdown passes. Got
0: to push the ball down the field.
1: What did what 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 what's, what was Mahomes have averaging in the in the Super Bowl? I mean, he threw a three yard touchdown pass for the for the win. Anybody could do
0: that. We're having a lot of fun here, but if McCole Hardman takes that deep shot into the end zone, that <laughs> stat doesn't. Ex- it never makes it to Twitter. Yeah. I mean, he threw
1: a 16-yard touchdown to MVS. He was wide open. <laughs> I could have done that. You know who couldn't have made the throw to, Juwan, to uh, Christian McCaffrey from Juwan Jennings? Anybody else in the league. He's the only one that could do that. He was a highly rated guy out of high school. Of course, Kelsey was too as a quarterback.